All year microphone checker, and we back. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to shout out everybody who checked out last week's episode with the one and only Jake Dell, the owner of the legendary Cat's Deli. Let me tell you something. If you've never been to Cat's Deli and you're headed to New York, put that on your to-do list. Now, if you're from New York and you know about Cat's Deli and you want to learn a little bit more, let me tell you something. To learn how to maintain and evolve a business that's over 130 years is insane. Okay, it's 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 not one of those episodes where you think I, I, I really love doing episodes like that because it's not just about only a deli. It's about the maintaining of it and, and, and the sacrifices it takes to run it and, and, and make it successful and, and more of that. Listen, Internet, for those who listen, OK, and know that you never know who you hear on the Premium Pete Show. Could be an actor, could be an athlete, could be an entrepreneur. You never know. And that's what I'll continue to do. People from all walks of life. You can't just put me in a box. No, it's not going to happen. Okay? We have people from all walks of life. All different stories that you need to hear. And learn about people you know. You know, learn a little bit more. And then some of them you don't know, learn about. That's what the Premium Pete Show is about. So I want you to take your phone. Okay? Open up your Instagram app. Open up your Twitter app. At Premium Pete. At Premium Pete Show. And check the fuck in. Okay, you know when I say that, what that means. Okay, wherever you wherever you're from, check in. Let me know where you're from. Let me know what you're listening to. Okay, I love when people check in. We get people checking every week. For, listen, ever since I've been telling people to check in for years now, Florida, Russia, okay, Melbourne, London, Japan, okay, Detroit, New York, Chicago, uh, Baltimore, uh, all around the world. Let's just put it that way. Okay, I don't want to keep on going over fucking cities and states and, and shit like that. Internet, I'm honored that people worldwide listen to the Premium Pete Show. Okay? And sometimes people are like, yo, Pete, what can I do for you, man? Like, I really appreciate your show. Gets me through a lot. You know, it has a, has a lot of gems. has a lot of positive shit in it. You know, w- w- what can I do to support you? Okay, well, tell a friend to tell a friend. Go to iTunes. Rate it five stars. Okay? Leave a comment. You want to say something nice? If you don't want to say something, well, it's up to you. Okay? Go to SoundCloud. We're on YouTube. Subscribe. Okay? We're all over. Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And more importantly, recommend a certain episode. Some people always tell me, like, you know, all oh, Premium P, I listened to uh, a couple episodes uh, of this, of that, and not all of them. Listen, you get in where you fit in. You don't owe me to listen to every episode. There's people who listen to every episode, and there's people who listen to certain episodes. I would want you to listen to the episodes that, that you're inspired by. But more importantly, I would say this. Don't only look for a celebrity name or somebody big to, to, to find gems in, to learn something about. Don't do that, okay? Let me tell you, you know, I always try to be past the P every once in a while because I only mean it, okay? And, uh, you know, when I'm getting into that mood... I'll put something on my Twitter, at Premium Pete, or Instagram, at Premium Pete. And this week I put, don't let people who don't understand what you're doing talk you out of what you're doing. Let me say that again. Don't let people who don't understand what you're doing talk you out of what you're doing. So many people sometimes, you know, uh, get vulnerable to listen to people who, you know, may not even know where you're headed or where your mindset is or where your dreams are or where you want to go. They don't have those same values. Values. They don't have that same interest. So why would you let somebody like that talk you out of it? Okay? If you believe in something, believe in it wholeheartedly. 
and don't stop. Because let me tell you something, persistence is what's going to get you to where you need to go. That's why I tell you, man, if you, if you have a day job and, you know, let that shit fuel your dream job. You know, don't jump out yet until you know that you're ready. And there'll never be a perfect time. So you got to pick whatever time that is. And once you do pick that, you get the fire in your eyes and you be persistent. And you be dedicated and you be motivated and you be relentless. Okay? Because that's what success is. Success is being relentless to find what you want to do for a living or find what you want to do to do what you love. Okay? But also, that's the thing too. If you get where you want to go, you got to learn how to find happiness. Because some people aren't happy and they're never happy. And they think they got to go here, to go here, to go here. And they're still not happy. Okay? Find happiness. And it's not, that's not what other people are telling you what happiness is. It's what makes you happy. So, internet, find that. Okay? And listen, let me tell you, man. Uh, New, York, New York City is a, a snowstorm this week. It's freezing. And then the next day, it's like 60 degrees. So, I, I, listen, bipolar weather. Uh, get the fuck away from me. I got to go on vacation soon. I got to get out of uh, New York City for a while. Keep my uh, mind, uh, you know, and, and, and the weather uh, at, at a high level, okay? And let me tell you, this week's episode, we sat down with the one and only BJ Betts, okay? For those of you who don't know BJ Betts, legendary tattoo artist. Uh, has a bunch of books out on lettering. A lot of people call him the godfather of lettering. Uh, he does portraits, been in the game for a minute. Man, he had Sade tattoo him, okay? He didn't tattoo Sade. Sade tattooed him. And so did Lil Wayne tattoo him, okay? Been around the game for so long. Uh, was 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 in the military, uh, you know, uh, battling almost, you know, uh, a heart problem and almost like really like, man, let me tell you something. This dude's journey is special. And and, and I'm proud. Shout out to my guy, Mike Lapalooza, uh, who introduced me to BJ Betts. I was like, yo, you got to do an episode with him. And that's what it's about. Friends telling you, like, yo, you got to connect with this guy. And, and, and because people believe in other people's stories and other journeys are special. Okay. And I sat down with BJ Betts. And he did my uh, my son's uh, initials in the lettering, killed that, and then did the portrait, okay? And I and I mean, the detail on it is insane, okay? But it's more than just a tattoo artist. And that's what he is. Like he's like I said, he's done books. He did a collaboration with Stance that I believe is coming out. Did sneakers with Vans and Supra. A bunch of stuff, okay? Intense, I don't got to say no more. I introduce to you the BJ Betts episode of the Premium Pete Let's get to it. Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the undisputed voice of the club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Cork McClam, Internet. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internet. Let's turn up one time, Premium Pete. Come on, everybody, get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop in the low, down low, listen to the show buzz milk said so fuck what you heard better act like you know it's the premium peach show internet welcome back to another episode of the premium peach show finally sitting down with, uh, with with my with my guy my friend uh man so many things a legendary tattoo artist a trailblazer an OG in the game, uh, you know. I mean, I could sit here, entrepreneur. You Speak know? on it. That's yeah, right. I, I mean, uh, you know, I could say so many things. The <laughs> one and only BJ Betts is in the building. What up, Pete? What up? Listen, first of all, I want to say this. Shout out to our guy Mike. Okay, Lapalooza. 
Mike Law. You know, the reason why I want to say that for is because he was like, yo, Pete, you got to sit down with BJ Betts, right? Now, mm-hmm. I knew of you, but I didn't, you know, get a chance to meet you until we started meeting at certain events and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But more importantly, it's amazing how long it took. Would you honestly think about how long we've been trying to do an episode together? It's been quite a while, right? Maybe like six months, eight months, maybe more than that, no? Yeah. See, I'm, but, but you get it, though. It's not like it wasn't. You know, you don't like to use busy as an excuse, sure. right? But it's it's legit. That's what it was. Sure. It's your schedule, my schedule, and it just it is what it is. But whatever for that, I'm here. Listen, uh, for people who don't know who BJ Betts is, everybody. <laughs> Where did you grow up? So I grew up in, for the most part of my life, in, in Wilmington, Delaware. Right, mm-hmm. lived in lived in, here and there, but for the most part, for my formidable years, I'd say uh, I'd say Delaware. Mm. Explain to people who don't know like what Wilmington, Delaware. Like, what, what was the uh, the atmosphere at that time? Well, we're talking about like you know late late seventies, early eighties. You know, so it was it was hip hop, it was break dancing, it was you know it was it was that that scene graffiti. Um, you know, I DJed a lot when I was younger. That was my between that and a couple other things. They were my first hustles, really. But um, I came to I used to come to the city a lot. I used to come to New York quite a bit. Um, and in Harlem, believe it or not, um, one of my best friends growing up, um, we used to stay with his grandmother and his, his uncle and his family in Harlem, like St. Nick, like 127 St. Nick area, Harlem. you know, uh, Harlem. Mm. Right. And, um, yeah, it was dope, man. You know, I, I, I have nothing but good memories about that. Now you grew up with a mom and dad. I did mom and stepdad. What did, what did mom do? Mom was, um, was a secretary, um, on a, uh, on a bank, on a bank level, you know, on a, um, on the VIP bank level, and what about pop? Uh, step, oh, well, step pops. Pops, yeah, pops was a uh, was a produce manager for the Acme. Mm. Okay, you know? nice, nice. You familiar with the Acme? For sure. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Did you did you uh, ever meet pops? Did you? I didn't, man. I didn't. Um, well, when I was younger, not that I, not that I don't remember though. Do you know uh, any? You know, do you mind sharing what happened? Or just... yeah, man, mom and dad split, and my, my my real father split when I was mad young. Um, and, uh, didn't have much contact with him at all, man. I reached out to him, um, when I got in a bit of trouble and, uh, he was writing me letters trying to be pops, but it just, I wasn't trying to hear it really. I was, you know, I was younger, man, and, and angry growing up and, uh, just, you know, my step pop was the man. I didn't even really knew, I, I honestly, I didn't really know that my step pop was my step pop until I was a little older. I just thought that was my dad. Legit. I'm saying dad. Sure, right. Sure. I get it. <clears throat> just because he was the one that was around. He brought me up the way he brought me up, you know? And so, um, you know, I call him Pops, call him Dad, and that was that. So, um, yeah, I didn't really know my Pop at all, man, my real father at all. Yeah. You know what's crazy? I want to paint the picture for people listening because you're a big dude. Pause if uh, if needed. <laughs> Who are you, 6'4"? 6'3". 6'3". Yeah. 275? No, man. You, you just gave me 20 pounds, Pete. Okay, 255? Yeah. All right, I'll say two sixty. I think you're lying five pounds, and 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 you're a big dude. Yeah. So most people, for some reason, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but most people think like when you're a big dude, like you know, like like big dudes don't have feelings or big dudes don't hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on, let's back up though. When you say two sixty, you're painting the picture of somebody could also get it misconstrued, right? I'm not like, I'm 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 an athletic two sixty. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like obese two sixty. You agree? Well, 260 is not that big Listen, when you're 6'3". Check it out, though. If somebody hit you and said, yo, Pete, I got this dude, big dude, man, 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 it's like 260, you'd be like, damn. Because you're not 260. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's you, true. No, you're no, 160, get... probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, one sixty. Yeah, one sixty. One seventy, maybe. Okay, right. Anyway, go on. Yes. <laughs> Big men have feelings. Go on. No, 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 no. Think about it. The reason why I say that for is because I'm not going to cry, Pete. Stop. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm. I do mean this though. You, 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 when your parent, when parents aren't around, and <clears throat> it hurts the kids. Sure. Whether it's a daughter, uh, whether it's a, um, you know, a son, you know, some people don't like to admit it. You know, and, and you know, be, but I'm sure it had to affect you at some point in time. A hundred percent. And looking back at it, man, I think like I started really getting in a lot of trouble when I was probably, you know, eleven, twelve ish. That's when it just started. I started really, you know, I started fighting a lot more and getting in a lot of trouble, a lot of a lot of breaking and entering and just stealing and just being a kid. Well, not the best kid, right? Straight up, man. I I put my mom and pop through it, man, for real. I really did, and um, but but yeah, I think that's about the time when I started like realizing like this isn't my my dad, and you know, the, to a lot of the other kids in in school, they didn't have that. They had mom and dad, you know, quote unquote dad, right? So I was already you know the bigger kid, and you know, so I had a couple other things that were against me at that time, just based on appearance, and you know, kids are rough, you know what I'm saying? So if you have like a chip tooth or you're overweight or whatever kids are like you know what i mean you're not like you're not pete you're pete with the chip tooth sure you know what i'm saying so i think looking back at it right around that time when my mom was like this is your stepdad and you know and was breaking it down for me that's when i started really just being like i, I need to i need to rebel you know what i mean i need to like just get out there and just start doing stuff so that was my first like arrest and going to juvie and all that when I was, you know, I guess 12 or whatever. You know what I mean? That's when I just started just going for it. Now, you mentioned St- uh, Step Pops was a good dude, you know. The uh, best, yeah. Wh- why you say that for? I mean, look what he did, man. He stepped in, you know, took over. Took and Not only did he take on my mom, but he took on me as well. You know what I'm saying? You, it's, it's, you know how it is, man. When you, you know, well, you have your own children. But I'm saying, would, how would you feel? If you you had you have a you would have to love the the woman right to take on another child sure, too sure. right I've been there when my first my daughter my my first my daughter's uh my first wife my daughter my daughter's mother uh-huh. uh she had other kids before uh, you know I was with her so right. yeah you know, how old though were they they were uh, when you met her anyway they were like five and three or something like that did you second guess that you wanted to be with her because of that. It it was tough. It wasn't easy. I had right. to deal with other like, another father. Somebody come pick up. The, it was just different. It's hard to trust. It was. It, <clears throat> it, it, it you know, I mean, it seems like your father wasn't in the picture. Maybe it was a little bit easier. But it it's, was. It was. It's hard to trust. And then you got to deal. You know, it's just tough. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and and then, you know, at that time I was probably, well, I wasn't probably. I, I, I was. I was jealous. You know. So you know. Meanwhile, she's not even with him no more. But it's like you know. It's a fucked up. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not easy. And I'll be honest with you, though. I treated everybody the same. Sure. And for a while, I still took care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would, you know, after you're saying, yeah. How about this? I will give you an example. My daughter is uh, going to be 19. We divorced when she was two, so uh, her sister's like 20. You know, I don't know, 24 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Brother's like 22. You know, and and my mother. Still, to this day, gives them birthday and Christmas gifts. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he, he instilled a lot of values. My my stepfather came from 11 brothers and sisters, hmm. and he's the youngest, right? So I had a lot of family, extended family with him. Um, you know, not to mention 
but but all the like I said, all the values that he had, you know, that he brought in with you know into me and instilled in me, work ethic, you know, pride, honor, respect, things like that. That you know, um, yeah, man, it, it's 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 shit that I still stand by, man. And he's he's the man, you know. So you're a young kid, Delaware, you know, moving around juvie, you know, trying to figure out life, you know, getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Where where do you go from there? Like, do you still get in trouble? Do you have 100%. like percent? Yeah, do, you, do you have like a? Do, when did you have a moment where you said, "Yo, I need to fucking change my life"? Well, that wasn't until seventeen. Well, I mean, I, I think you know, going along, I was like, "This ain't for me, man." You, you know, I, I don't. I'm not trying to be in the system, you know. And then, um, I think. You know, some of the things I used to look forward to every year was was coming up to the city here, right? And was getting away from from all the other stuff and just being around being around my other friends. And man, there was this DJ, rest in peace, Jimmy Blunt, right? And Jimmy Blunt he had a um a company called the JB Express, right? Jimmy was an older dude. Um, you know, used to do a lot of wedding receptions and things like that. And, um, he was like, he, he gave me a shot. He was like, you know, yo, let me, let me bring you in. Come with us, man. Work the lights, do the light show with us, whatever. Right. And then we'll, then you'll graduate to the smoke machine, shit like that. Right. Cool. I did that. And then, um, you know, and that was every Friday, every Saturday. And sometimes on Sundays we would do like high school parties, dances, wedding receptions on Saturdays, whatever. You know, I got, then then Sundays I'd go to his crib and we'd work on, work on the equipment, right? Fix the light box and, you know, sort records and things like that. And that was probably when I was maybe 13, 14, I started with him. And that, that kept me clean because, you know, I was making a couple of hours on the weekends and he was just like, yo, you can't be fucking around or you're done. You know, Jimmy was, Jimmy was old school, man. He was, you know, he was, he was a hard dude. In turn, I met, you know, one of my boys, Rob, who was working with, with Jimmy at the time. And Rob was like my my mentor, um, and then his son DJ Big Ant, who I've I've spoke to you about. But man, and you know, it just all these things. Looking back at it now, I think all these things. If they, if one thing would have been out of whack, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't molded it for what it is, right? But then, man, you know, I think um, other things took hold. You know, I liked the streets. You know, I grew up in the city, and that's that's how it was, man. And and you know, you do what you. You do what the what your environment dictates. You know what I'm saying? If you see, you know, we're talking the '80s too. You know what I'm saying? So it was different than now. There wasn't the internet and just little things like that. That you know, you, you see the dude hustling. That's what you want. You know, things haven't changed. It's still the same way, but you understand. Except it's more uh, amplified now. Right. It's crazy. It's it's really crazy. Imagine if we had the internet in high that, school, Pete. But I'm saying it wasn't that long ago. I know that. When but you really I, think about that, not you know, social media really heavy or not, you know, the internet. You know, I think about like Did you have the did you have the internet in school when you were in high no, school? No, I wish. What what year did you graduate? Uh fuck, I don't remember. Cool. come on, stop it. I don't remember. Ninety really one? Maybe, maybe uh yeah, about ninety one, yeah. About ninety two maybe. <laughs> Alright. When I was seventeen. Right, but you didn't so you didn't have it, right? No. How many more kids would you have right now if you had the internet? I, I mean, I don't My know. space. I, well, I was focused. You know what? I'm, to be honest with you, I was very focused on um, not, you know. You know, I was having this conversation today. Yeah. With, 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 you know, with my barber. And I was like, yo, 
It's you, you I, always you're always fresh with the cut, by the way. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Gotta, you got to uh-huh. stay fresh. Absolutely. Because you got to feel fresh. hundred percent. That's the thing. When I was younger, I wanted to look fresh. Now I want to feel fresh. Mm-hmm. So the point I'm making, internet, for those that you know uh, are doing homework at home, okay, is when you're young, you know, you like you, you enjoy for people to see how you look, and then when you get older. You just only care how you look. <laughs> right. It feels good for you. That's right. Because at the end of the day, that's why I tell people, impress yourself. But anyway, fuck, I'm not bringing yeah, yeah, people yeah, to yeah. church. Uh, Pastor Pete's not coming out this okay. early in the game. I'm okay with it, though. No, no, no. I'm wrong with it. You know. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. I was saying my barber, I feel like growing up, I always knew a kid that was like going through the worst things in the world. Like, yo, man, I lost my job. My house got burned down. But I'm having a kid. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I, you know, you know, is always the person that would claim poverty to me, with not a pot to piss in that would have a kid. And I'm not saying there's no moment where you're like, all right, it's ready time to have a kid. But when you say like kids, I was very selective. Mm-hmm. Call me the pullout king. Call me whatever you want. Okay, call me smart. Call me not getting lost into the situation. There's girls or situations that you may have uh, had interactions with. Some, not meaning some of the girls don't. Some moments don't deserve a kid. You know, I just was, I just was very, very uh, uh, eye-opening on when I wanted to have a kid or, you know, or how I wanted to have a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't plan it like, like super plan it, like, all right, come in the room and let's have a kid. But, right. you know, I just, it's I, scary. I it's scary. Yeah, yeah, the reason yeah. why I say that for is because, and we'll get to it. I know you have a daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's scary being a fucking parent, man. You know, you look at somebody like you talking about, you know, juvenile and all this shit. Same here. You know, and it's like fucking, yo, I'm still working on me, even mm-hmm. an older person. Mm-hmm. And then to have a kid. And we have older kids, so that means while we're going through some of our shit <laughs> and situations. And mind you, uh, you know, we'll get to it. Legendary tattoo artist. I'm sure you had struggles in the beginning. Ain't no doubt. You know, and no doubt. My, yeah, my daughter's 24, man. The best. She's the. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't have planned it any better with her, right? I'm sure you feel the same way with your daughter, right? Yeah. Reason. Have, yeah, man. I mean, I couldn't. Have, I couldn't have planned it any better. It's obviously, you know, it doesn't come with a handbook. It, not it, but you, your child, right? It doesn't come with a handbook, and you know, you gotta, you gotta just, you gotta make it work, man. That's when you call your mom and, you know, your mother-in-law or whoever you, you know, your girl calls her mom. What do I do? You know what I mean? But. You make it work, man. And when my daughter was born, I was in the military, you know, and I was going away. And my, my, my wife, well, it was my girl at the time, which is now my wife, was just handling. She was holding it down. You know, I would go away months at a time and come home and the house was still there. And what were you in? Navy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you choose that because you were getting into trouble? I did. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like, um, so to circle back to what you said, when was it a point when, you thought when I thought like I need to get my my shit together, right? Well, that was that that point was probably <laughs> was probably getting pulled over on the Jersey Turnpike with you know an, an undisclosed amount of um, illegal substance shoved in the back seat of the car and in the seat in the seat, you know, and being and being on the on the turnpike, man. Just thinking to myself like this is this is it, man. I got I got to roll. Prior to that, I was already you know in a lot of trouble. And looking at looking at some time, had a good lawyer. He worked it out. I was ended up in the military. It was it was that was an option back then. Still, right? I'm not sure now, but that was an option back then. Sure, that was sure. 80, 88, right? So, um, time how, to set it straight. Big Daddy how, Kane. I mean, all day. Yeah. How was how was boot camp, man? Is it tough as people say it is? 
<clears throat> I'm not going to be the dude and say, you know, it wasn't bad. But looking back at it, it wasn't bad. You know, it was it sucked because, you know, initially, man, I was like, I don't want to do that, man. I don't I'm not I, I want to just I want to stay in the streets, man. I'm doing good for myself. I'm I'm you know, I'm hustling. I'm doing OK. Right. And at that point, I was still DJing. Not as much because my man knew I was hustling, my boy Jimmy. And he was, he, like I said, older head. But, you know, he he put up with it because I didn't do it in front of his face. And it hurt him bad, right? And he, we had some heart-to-heart conversations about it. But he was he was, he was was a great dude, man, and definitely one of my mentors that, that I miss I miss dearly. But, um, yeah, man, I think uh, I, I wasn't ready for that. I, I just, you know, I went from selling dope, quite frankly, to some dude yelling at me in boot camp within a couple of days of each other. I just, I wasn't really trying to hear that, but, you know, if it wasn't for that, I mean, who knows, you know, dead in jail, you know. So you, so you finish boot camp and how long did you stay in the Navy? Almost, almost 10 years. Fuck. Yeah. I got hurt, hurt my back and my feet pretty bad. How'd that happen? That happened on a, on a training, training, everything down there, everything, you know, everything's training, right? It's not a, it's not a real. It's you, you know you didn't get hurt in I'm not gonna say I got hurt in war I I did a couple years in Desert Storm, um but uh, yeah I got hurt in the training exercise and um, I, if I would have pushed it man I probably would have been able to stay in but at that point man I had eight I had about I think I had eight years probation right and um, I ended up staying in longer than that so it worked out you know hey listen you know you 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 took the military instead of the prison I did. Now, you were stationed in Italy as well? I was, yeah, for quite a while. Hey, you see any of my cousins Sicily. over there? All of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every one of them. <laughs> yeah, how was that? It was great, man. I just went back, man. It was I, it was in Sicily. I love Sicily. Have you, have you been? Yeah, sure. That's where my family's um, from. Amazing. I, yeah, of course. I saw them. I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, Sicily was great, man. I had a great time. Um, and um, I took advantage of it, man. A lot of people hated it, right, because they would sit in the barracks and do nothing. Well, you know, I, I worked four days on, four days off. My four days off, I was on a plane on a free military flight somewhere. Yo, let's go to Turkey. Let's go to Greece. It was all free. Like, why am I going to sit around? I'm, I need to get out and do stuff, man. So I made it happen because I still had that same, you know, hustle mentality that I had before I went in, you know. So, you know, you you obviously, like I said before, you're a legendary tattoo artist. Does that even make sense, tattoo artist? Is that cool to say? Absolutely. Okay. No, I don't know. Sometimes I'm sure it I is. I resemble that remark, yeah, okay. man. Yeah. Le- legendary tattoo artist. Uh, for people listening, yep. who are some other legendary tattoo artists in the game that you would say? Well, I mean, some of the more well-known ones are probably, you know, Mr. Cartoon, Kat Von D., uh, Chris Nunez, people that are on, well, you know, that have been on TV that people have a uh, an access to, right? Um, but, I mean, in my world, I could say names, but people wouldn't have a clue. So those are the people that probably, you know, the artists that, that people are most familiar with. You've heard of all of those people, sure. right? Yeah. So I'd say whoever's on TV now, man, or, who, or who's who's popular, right? Yeah. So, so you know, did you when you were growing up and, you, you know. Shout you, out to Cartoon, by the way, and Kat Von D, and Nunez. All good friends of mine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you built, you built, and that's a great thing, and we'll get to that, is that you're not just a person who is, and, and I love people like this because I consider myself like that. I'm not a podcaster that is just like, oh, come on, my show. 
I, sometimes I know people, I get them on other podcasts, you know what I mean? Like guests, like, oh, you should go on there. Mm-hmm. Because it'll be good for the person. I'm for I'm for the people. You know, <laughs> like not, OD, like ODB. You're not for sure, right? But you know what I'm saying. Like it's like, and and and, and I admire that about you because you, you you are friends with a lot of, of of artists. You respect them. It's not a competition level. Fuck them. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. and you respect them and, and and you collaborated with them and and, and and more so. But look, first time you ever thought of becoming a tattoo artist. Is this even a thing? Like how? Like, what, how did you fall into this? Not saying fall into it. I mean, you're, you're talented as hell. Well, thank you. How did this happen? Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up drawing and painting a lot, and um, that was that was my thing that, that, that kept me, kept my mind right, and that was like the escape, I think, sometimes. Like I said, you know, things like that, you don't, when you're 11, 12, you don't realize you're just doing what you like to do and what, you know, it's fun. But now looking back at it, man, again, you know, thinking back to that time when I thought like, what 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 shaped it like that? And that that was one of them. It, is was was that was my time when nobody would bother me, right? I'd just be in my room with the door shut and drawing, and that was my escape, right? Mm. But um, how it turns out is uh, my good friend Jeff, man, Jeff Godwin. Jeff called me one day. Yo, I got some tattoo equipment. I was like, man, I'm not letting you tattoo me. You know what I mean? I'm not. He's like, no, 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 no. Are you still drawing and painting and all that? I said, yeah, of course I am, man. He was like, yo, well. I want you to come tattoo me. Like, man, I never tattooed before, man. But, you know, I had tattoos. He had tattoos. This was 90, 94, early, mid-94. I was still in, in still in the Navy. I was stationed in Philadelphia at the Navy base. And, um, you know, my girl at the time, who was now my wife, my girl was like, what do you got to lose? Let's, let's go over there. You know, just go tattoo him. Who cares? It's like, ah, right, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm coming over. You know, so I'm tattooing Jeff. And literally, man, we sat in his sat in his dining room, you know. And I remember he had all this all the stuff like it was the kit, like the starter kit. And it was like there's a book which is still relevant to this day, right? It's called Tattooing from A to Z, no bullshit, right? And this isn't, by the way, how I recommend somebody do it. This is just my story, sure. right? All right. And my man sat there with with the book on his holding the book open, right? And I'm reading it. And just like, okay, hold the machine at 45 degree. Okay, I think I got it, you know. Like my man turned the page, and he would turn the page, like, as he's holding the book. And I did this, like, tribal barbed wire on his ankle. And it was, you know, not the best, but it was from, you know, my first one. Like, yeah, shit was cool. I'm tattooing. This is this is what's up. And then it just, yeah, went on from there, man. Mm. Now, were you scared to, to tattoo? No, nah, I don't okay. care about it. It ain't, it ain't on me, you know yeah. what I mean? Can't see it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Can't see it from my house. When did, when did you uh, get your first tattoo? I got my first tattoo when I was 15, probably. Where, what? My name on my on my leg. I mm-hmm. thought it was safe, right? My mom wasn't seeing me, you know, naked anymore at that age, right? So I thought it was a safe bet. And so, um, yeah, man, got my got my name on my on my upper leg so I can hide it with with some shorts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, man, I went. I remember going in the shop and and my man. Another, another, uh, rest in peace, uh, tattoo Tony, you know, went in the shop, like went in there with, um, with, uh, I don't even remember who I went with, maybe my brother. I don't know. But well, anyway, I went in there and I said, uh, you know, he's like, How, you know, I want, I said, I want to get tattooed. Yeah. What do you want to get? I just want to get my name on my leg. And he looks at me like, how old are you? And I was, I've been pretty much this size since I was like 14. Right. So. Yeah, I said, I don't know, man. How old do you got to be to get tattooed? He's like, whatever he said, 18, whatever, 16, 18, whatever. I said, well, that's how old I am. Mm. You know, and he's like, well, I guess you wouldn't lie, right? I'm like, nah, hell no, I wouldn't lie. So I'd get the tattoo, and that was it, right? So then 
you know, um, at the end of the tattoo, he ended up knowing my mom. They like my mom like was on like a bowling league or some shit, right? And he was like, "Yo, don't tell, don't tell Marty. That's my mom, right? Don't tell Marty. I'm the one who did this tattoo." I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna tell my mom. I'm done. <laughs> never, never said nothing." But, and I kept it from her, man. I kept it from her. You until better hope I- mom no hear this. No, come on, bro. I'm playing around. All right, all right. No, no, no. But, but that weekend, oh, I'm gonna tell her to listen to this, right? So, but anyway, um. Actually, if you're going to tell her to listen to this, then this is where I'm going to go for a second. What is your... Well, hold on a second. Let yeah, me... Okay, yeah, there right, we go. Right, now right. you're in your groove. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. well, you asked me about the tattoo, yeah, right? All right. So I hid, I hid it from my mom until the, the morning I was leaving for boot camp. And my mom obviously was upset. You know what I'm saying? Her her, her baby boy's rolling, going, going away for God knows how long, maybe never to return. Sure. And so I said, listen, it's five in the morning, right? My recruiter's on the way. I'm getting ready to leave. I said, yeah, I got to tell you something. I thought it was safe, you know, because she was so bent out, just upset because of all the other stuff. I got to tell you something. Oh, God, somebody's pregnant. What's going on? No, nah, I, I got a tattoo. Oh, my God. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. So I showed it to her, and then that was it, right? So from that point on, I was like, I'm good. I'm Gucci. So now when I came home, next time after boot camp in my school, I just went ham, and that was it. And then I got next tattoo was, you know, I got an angel with a heart saying mom, and it thought that that was even more safe, right? And then my pop was like, you know, like, what are you bugging out? Telling my mom, what are you bugging out for? If he can fight for his country, he can get tattooed. I was just like, that's it. I'm mm, in. Mm. I'll just go get a sleeve. Let's do it. You know? From then to now, how many tattoos do you have? Oh, I don't know. One big one. You know? You see me. I'm No, I know. But how many would you say? I don't know, man. How- 500? No, I don't look at it like that. Because, like, if you get a sleeve, right, if you start out, if you told me, let me ask you, if you said, if you had an open space on your arm, right and you had a sleeve done and we started how many tattoos would that be is that just one big one or what, what would that be to you mm. no i'm asking you no, i don't know I don't well know. come on pete tell me know. five but why though wouldn't it's not one big one i guess but you're piecing it together if you no i'm things- not if i laid the whole thing out for you you come to me yo i want a sleeve and i laid the whole thing out we outlined the whole entire arm in one sitting and the whole thing was done then what? Is it one? I guess it's one. Okay. So then I got, I don't know. I got. You got your whole body covered. Almost. I do. Yeah. Now, what's the craziest spot you ever had a tattoo? Done. In, in, in Germany. You. Okay. No, I'm playing. That was a joke. Come on, Pete. Okay. I believe you. I mean, no, but I'm, come on. I know okay. what you meant. Mm-hmm. Yo, are you, is this on? What yeah, are we doing on. here? Come Stop on. playing, Pete. Come good, on. Good, No, that was, that was the, that was the joke. What's the weirdest spot you ever got tattooed? I'm like in, in, in Germany in a basement. I know that's not what you I meant know. by the question. Don't worry, I'll put drums after the fucking. Exactly. Yeah, give me the yeah rim shot. You know, pause. Yeah. Did-um. Exactly. Now, <laughs> no, but but you you I mean you have them underneath. What's the toughest spot, like for people listening who may have never got a tattoo? What's the t- like the most painful spot to get a tattoo? Well, for your first one, it doesn't matter. Okay. Why you say that? Because you have nothing to compare it to. That's true. Right. What's all the ones you have personally, right? What was the worst where you're like, yo, listen. My back. Why? Because uh, the spine. It, it, it where where like- was that in, in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, in the realm? Compared to whatever? No, 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 no. Where was that in the, in the, uh, in the rank, not the ranking. Come on, man. Help me out. Where was that in the, uh, what, in, in the chronological order of your tattoos, where did the back come in? Is it like. Like the- middle. Mid- midway through getting tattooed before, like you already had yeah, your arm done. Yeah, I had my done. legs. I did my legs. 
Back was way worse than the legs. The legs were easy because they swelled up, and I didn't feel anything afterwards. Okay. So and was it was the back worse also because of the, the length of the tattoo? Uh, it was, like it was a big tattoo. time frame wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a long. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I you know what it is hearing the noise, and then you know back and forth and <laughs> this for so long. You know, it was like six hours. I was like, fuck. It's like kind of like you know you won the argument. You know what I mean? Like I got like, it. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear it no more. Right, right, right. So if it was quiet, you'd been okay with it? Maybe. No, no, man. Listen. So let me ask you: Why are tattoo machines noisy? Is it, 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 it can it be? I know you told me there's ones that aren't now. No, yeah, there's there's some that are that are quiet that that run on like a little rotary motor. It hurts the same. It feels the same. I know, but that that noise is like kind of like you know when a dentist like just wear some headphones then next time. Yeah, so, but hold on a minute. So that bothered you, the one? No, the one you did to me. Finally, uh, I was able to uh, just uh, relax, right? You do. No, it was good. I haven't had one in a while, right? And I was telling you, like, so you know, did it hurt? You know, and plus you shaded in, um, so you know that hurts a little. But but I haven't had one in a while, so you know. I'd say for people's first tattoo, if I give any advice, is to keep it in an area that is a little bit more, um, more apt to feeling some pain like your arms your legs people you know you bump into shit people punch you in the arm it's a little toughened up over the years you know what i'm saying when you start wanting to get like you know ribs and stomach and neck and face and throat and shit like that for your first tattoo this is a bad idea man why Just, you say that for what part because I, I could give you a different answer for all your those neck. body parts i don't do that for somebody's first tattoo i don't want to be a part of that man i don't want to be a part of ruining your life you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not. No, thank you, man. But that's the moral dilemma that you have, too, right? For me, if somebody comes in to my shop and they want first tattoo on the hand, on the neck, on the face, I'm going to I'm gonna say no off the bat. But then morally, the question is, this person is probably going to, if they want it that bad and they're 18 and they want this thing that bad on their neck or their hands, you know, although it is more accepted now, think about in, you know, 91, if you saw a dude in the neighborhood with a tattoo on his neck, that dude, you don't want to fuck with that dude, sure. right? Now it's like, it's just, it's regular. Yeah. That's not even a big deal anymore. So even now you feel that way to do it for first tattoo? 100% I'm not doing it. But, but Because I have a choice, okay. right? And like, my name is attached to that tattoo. And so if that dude, but again, back to the moral part, the moral dilemma of it is, do I want to, if, the, if this person wants it that bad, they're going to go somewhere and get it done. So do I do it and do it good? And, and, you know, I mean, and he's happy or do I not fuck with it at all and just say no thank you and pass and then I'm just okay at night going home with it without doing that to somebody. You know what I mean? Because, like, I can almost guarantee that if this dude is 18, he's wants his girl's name on his neck, it, there's a good chance it's probably not going to be his girl mm. forever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Most You're going to get that because you probably fucked up. Right, and you, you did something wrong, and you want to, I'll prove to you how much I love you, girl, and you get that name on the neck. Sure. I'm not having no parts of that, man. Sure. That's why I tell people, man, all due respect, uh, but only people I get tattooed on me names is my blood, and that's my kids mm-hmm. because they're forever. Mom, and, you know, well, mom too. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I never got. You got like, a mom tattoo? No, and I know. Uh, no, no, no. We okay. should do one. Okay, yeah, we yeah. should do one. Uh-huh. You know? But but you know you know before we go to break I want to uh, I want you to, I want to tell the story, um, 
your tat. So I came to see you to do a tattoo, and 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 we'll get into it when we come back from the break. But you are known for lettering, mm-hmm. uh, pretty sick with it, so to speak. Thank you. Yeah. And so we do my son's name. I already have my daughter's name on my left arm. I said, you know, what? I got to do my son's name too. So I have both of them. And uh, you started the tattoo, and then you look at me dead serious and say, your son's name again is Tristan, right? And I'm like. Yo, I don't know why. Like, I know my son's name is Tristan, but for some reason, he tripped me up. I'm like, uh, T-R-I-S. Hold up one second. Hold up. Are we spelling this fucking thing right? And you go on to tell me a story of tattooing somebody, and they they, they had the wrong name. It well, was- no, no. It wasn't the wrong name, but all right. Yeah, let's go. I'll, I'll, you want me to tell you now, or you yeah. want to wait? No, get to tell me. No, it, it wasn't the wrong name. It was the wrong date. But, okay. you know, now I double and triple check. Prior to that, years ago, I used to make sure everybody, I used to have everybody write everything down on the release form that you fill out before you get tattooed. And if it, if it was something, I mean, I don't know when your grandmother died. You know what I'm saying? So I go by what you write down. So when you come back in, and that's the reason I write that on there like that. Or if it's in another language I'm unfamiliar with. If there's a word that's in Greek or whatever. Sure. You know, now with the age of the internet, you can just look it up on your fucking phone and it's fine. But prior to that, I'm talking like early 90s, I don't know how to spell, you know, your last name. I only, I'm going by what you wrote. Now, if you wrote it wrong, then it's going to be wrong because that's what I'm doing. And that's what happened. Homeboy came in a couple of days later, flipping the fuck out. Like, you gave me the wrong date. Like, my man, I, no, I didn't. I wrote what you gave me to fucking write. And I keep records of all this shit. Pulled out my man's release form. Threw it in his face. Yo, this is this is what it is. And he, you know, obviously he had no case. You know what I mean? But that's that's the that's the story. That, yeah, it's the only time I've that I've spelled something wrong. So. Yeah. Did you ever? Uh, did you have to fix it? You know, I did. I, my, I know it wasn't your fault, but I'm saying. Did you? I, thankfully, yeah, it was like. Uh, thankfully, it was an easy fix. I don't remember the exact thing, but it was like, you know, make a make a three and do an eight or some shit like that, yeah. where it was relatively easy to, you know, and it, it was no harm, no foul, but. You know, that was really the only time, man, because I double, triple check that shit like it's my job. And it is my job. Mm, mm. You got to take it with pride, you know? No doubt. You know, you, you also, you know, you've been to tons of conventions mm-hmm. around around the world, right? You know, friends with so many different people. You know what? Internet, you know what? Let's take a quick break. We're sitting here with the legendary BJ Betts, okay? Legendary tattoo artist, entrepreneur, streetwear guy, OG. Listen, just an OG in the game. Glad to be chopping up with you. We got to come back. When we come back, let me tell you something. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some crazy people who have tattooed you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't know fucking why, but we're going to find out. <laughs> Internets, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. Cheer. Yo, check this out, man. It's Prodigy from the infamous Mob Deep, the head nigga in charge, HNIC. You know what I'm saying? Repping at Queens, New York. Chilling, man, right now, man. Just kicking it, you know what I mean, with my homie, Premium Pete. And this is the Premium Pete show. Keep it locked right here. Don't go nowhere. Real shit. One. Internet's and we're back sitting here with BJ Betts. Mm-hmm. The one and only. You know, yep. let me tell you something. I haven't got a tattoo in so long. Mm-hmm. I have about 12 of them. Okay? I count mine. And 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 I haven't got one in like seven, eight years. I get one from you. And I'm fucking, uh, I'm over here itching again like fucking Tyrone Biggums for fucking. Crack party. Yeah, for another fucking tat, mm-hmm. man. You know, how many tattoos would you say you done? I don't know, Pete. Let's let's do a quick let's do some quick math, right? Twenty let's just I've been tattooing more than twenty years, but let, let's just call it 
let's call it 20 just for easy numbers, right? 20 years. I mean, there were some times, there were some times when I did, you know, 20 tattoos a day. There were some when I do two tattoos a day. So on the average is what? What would you say a week? I don't know. 20? 20 a week, maybe? Mm. 20 a week and, you know, 52 weeks in a year. That's 1,000 tattoos, right? 1,000 tattoos a year times 20 years. Mm. I don't know, 20,000? Maybe 22. Maybe 22, right. 220, 210, that's all, whatever. All right, you know, one of the craziest things I've heard, and, you know, the internet needs to hear this because I really even haven't heard the full stories of these, that you have had some interesting people tattoo you. Mm-hmm. Okay. One, Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does that happen? Well, Little Wayne happened um, because I was working with, um, doing some, some work with Supra at the time, right? And Wayne was as well. Wayne had a shoe come out with Supra, and um, uh, Supra uh, invited me to come down to, Wayne was having a, a release party for his shoe in Miami. And um, so he brought me down. Uh, Super brought me down for the weekend. You know, had a had a great time, man. And um, they set me up to tattoo some VIPs. And just so you know, you you know, well, you know, but like, if you if you don't ask anybody for, you know, you got to ask, right? You never if you don't ask, the answer is always no, right? So you you never know what people are going to say. And so um, I said to Wayne. You know, I had, I, it was like three, four in the morning at this point. And I, I just, I had tattooed a couple of people. It was all who, whoever Wayne wanted to get tattooed, right? Or VIPs that signed up with Supra, whoever was sure, down sure. there. You know what I mean? Anyway, so, I, you know, go to Wayne, say, yo, man, I have one, one setup left, right? One needle, one tube, whatever. So, yo, you want to, you want to tattoo me, man? And Wayne was like, you want me to tattoo you? I said, yeah, man. He's like, man, I've never done this before. Doesn't matter, man. Come on. You know what I mean? So I look at it like this. When you go visit people, how many times have you went to go visit one of your boys and he gives you a pair of kick, a pair of, a pair of sneaks, a T-shirt, something like that? It's, it's whatever, right? You can get that shit anywhere. If I told you right now, Pete, I want you to tattoo a P, letter P on me, right? I guarantee you, you would give it 110%. Oh, you would give it your all to make that thing the sure, best. sure. Right, so that's what I fo- that's what I figure. Like, I mean, you can just get a pick with anybody. It's just whatever. I have that. I'm the only one with that. That's the true one of one. That's how I looked at. It. I I looked at that like I would look at acquiring a rare sneak. So what did he What did he do? He you? did his name. Just tattooed a little. He wrote little Wayne on me. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, man. But I, I'm the only one with that. Yeah. You know. So now another one is even more legendary. Mm-hmm. And who's that? My my queen. Sade. Now, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> you know what, man? Shout out to uh, the late, great Gary Warnett, man. Gary, Gary. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, Gary, man. Um, but it's funny. You know, I was talking to Gary about this one day because Gary had a, a blog, you know, and would write about things a sure, lot. Sure. And Gary was like, I remember Gary asking me, don't you think that's weird? Do you ever do you ever think that's weird that you had her do that? And I'm like, no, nah, I didn't think it's weird. Now that you bring it up, I think it's slightly strange. But when something's going on, you don't realize, like, history's being made. You just go with it, right? It's like people that are into some weird shit. You know, leather or some other off-the-wall sex shit. 
You don't think it's weird. They don't think it's weird until you be like, yo, my man, do you know what you're fucking doing right now? And then when they sit and think about it, it's like, damn, maybe it is a little weird, but mm. whatever. You go with it. All right. Yeah. I, I digress. So um, I tattooed um, one of, I tattooed Charday's bass player. Uh, his name is Paul, Paul Demon. Paul also um, had that band from back in the day called Sweetback. Are you familiar with Sweetback? Mm-hmm. Okay. Paul's been with Sade since the very beginning, 84, right? Since they, they started Sade. Paul's been her bass player. So um, I went to go see Sade at the um, at her world tour, her, her Soldier of Love tour a couple years ago. And um, I wanted to meet her, man, you know. So link up with Paul. And um, Paul's like, yo, man, uh, I can I can let you, I can let you, I, I'll hook it up for you. Don't worry about it. Cool. So he's like, next time I'm in Philly, we got a show in Atlantic City. I'll um I'll, I'll link it up. Cool. So I come, he comes to Philly. I tattoo him, and he brings me like all this swag from the from the show, like signed everything from Sade, right? Tour books and tour guides and all this other shit, like everything from Sade. And um, he's like, man, is there anything else? you want to come to the show tomorrow night? What do you want to do? I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to a couple already on the tour, but yeah, I'll I'll come. So I said, you know what, Paul, man, I really want her to tattoo me. He's like, man, she doesn't tattoo. Now, this was before Wayne, so this was the first time I had anybody, like, do this. Sure, sure. So um, so Paul says, uh, she doesn't tattoo. He's like, you know what, though? It's so ridiculous. I might be able to talk her into it. All right, cool. Next day, I'm at the shop. I'm tattooing, just doing my appointments. <clears throat> and I, I kind of forgot that I even had said something to him about it. So he calls me. It's like 530. He's like, yo, what's up, man? He's like, yo, Paul, what's good? Yeah, we just had our meeting before the show, and she'll do it. But you got you you got to be here by like she goes on stage about nine thirty. You got to be here by eight thirty, or we we can't make it happen because she's got to get ready and all this other shit. I was like, that's what's up, man. Called my boy, had another other appointment. Yo, I got to reschedule. I got to go get tattooed by Sade. Whatever. My boy's like, all right, I understand. Boom. Call my wife, pack it up, let's go. We're going to Atlantic City to see Sade again. Here we go, right? We're in the car, fucking AC bound. It's only like an hour or whatever, from, you know, easy trip. So Jay-Z was having some fucking 4040 Club shit that night. Shit was all crazy. Traffic was crazy. And now we get there and the shit's gridlock traffic. So I can see, like, I can see the venue. And meanwhile, her manager's hitting me like, where you at, man? The window of opportunity is closing hard right now. You got to fucking get in here. I'm like, my man, all right, I'm, I'm on, bro, I'm on my way. I'm 10 blocks away. I can see the thing. And he was like, all right, I'm going to call you right back. So I'm sitting in there like, God damn, man, I'm not going to fucking make it. Blew the whole shit. I still get to meet her probably, but this was some next level shit, though, you know? So anyway, he, he hits me back, said, yo, man, what kind of car are you in? What street are you on? I was like, man, I don't know. I'm on fucking whatever street. I'm in uh, Escalade, you know? He's like, all right, yo, hang your arm out the window. Fucking all right, you know, hang my arm out the window. So I got my arm out the window, and I'm on the phone with the other hand. And now he's like, "Yo, do you see the police coming?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." So I put the phone. I thought, you know, you can't be on the phone fucking in the car. You know what I mean? So I put the phone down. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like on the phone. I had the phone down, and he's talking the whole time. I can't fucking hear him. So then the, the police rolls up. He's like, "BJ," I was like, "Yeah," and he was like, "Follow me." Come on, man. Come on. There's, you know, some shit. I'm like, fuck is, what the fuck is going on? So they just, they, I dipped through traffic down the other, facing the other, against traffic, following the police to get me to the fucking venue. So we pull up. There's, that's right there is crazy enough as it is, right? 
following a fucking police escort to get tattooed by fucking Chardet. Who the fuck do you think you are? I don't think I'm anybody, okay, Pete. Yo, do you know how weird that made me feel right now? Like, I don't like being that dude. I mean, a little That's bit, crazy, but though. it is, right? It's I don't just, like it's like some John Lennon shit. Yeah, you know me. I'm a humble dude, man. I don't, I don't like all the extra shit. It was dope. Don't get me wrong. However, here we go. So we pull up, and it's like, pull up to the venue, and they're like, let's go, let's go. The cops were like, just leave your fucking car here. We'll, we'll park it for you. They're throwing, like, lanyard around my neck, and let's just, let's go. We got to get in there. So I get in there, fucking set up. I'm like, you know on a mission, and then I'm setting up, trying to hurry the fuck up, and while I'm setting up, I can hear, like, I'm in the dressing room, like, their their dressing room, sure. and I can hear, like, I thought they were just playing, like, a, some Sade music or some shit, because I could hear her 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 voice, it was, like, on the other side of the door, and you know what I mean? I'm like, Paul's like, yo, you ready? My man, Paul. So, you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready, man. All right, cool. I'm like, what is that, a new fucking album about to drop? He's like, no, nah, it's her. She's right, she's warming up her voice. Now, like, I'm I'm lightweight shook. Right to be quite honest with you, you know you made a lot of celebrities, man. You know what I'm saying you you, you're, but you're handling business, and like I know that I have to. Te- she has is about to tattoo me, and I have to keep it together. Now, if that wasn't happening, I would have fell the fuck apart. Shade, you know what I mean? She's the, the queen, Pete. True. So, I get set up. Here she comes. I used to get my man's like, All right, I'm I'm gonna go get her. You good? Yeah, fucking right. I'm good. Like I got this. And she walked in, it was a wrap. I just was like, yo, I mean, this is fucking, oh shit, it's you, it's you. You know what I mean? And she went to shake my hand. I went to, I was, Mrs. Adu, it's a complete honor to meet you. You know, and she's like, oh, like, push my hand out of the way and brought it in for the hug, right? So I was all up in her neck. Yeah, smell her. She smells, you know what I mean? Chardé, you can't just not. <laughs> she's, is, you know, I might have licked her face. I don't even remember at this point. But it was pretty ridiculous. And it was just like, this is some crazy shit. And she's like, are you sure? You want to to do this? You want you sure you want me to do this? I was like, yeah, fucking right. I want you to do this. She's like, where would you like this? Where would you like my name? You know? I was like, oh, I want it on my fucking face, straight up. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. And I was like, you're All going right, against right. your own rules. This, I know this was that was the joke, right? Yeah, sure. I know, I know. I know. Anyway, so I, I, you know, we set up and she starts, man, and and then the cameras come in and fucking because they she put it on her on they were they were filming for her world tour. They were doing a DVD like Soldier Love Tour. And it, it, they were filming it for that, so it's on like the the backstage scenes on the DVD. Sure. So the shit was, shit was dope, man. But um, yeah, the whole time I think that's the only the only way I was able to keep it together was the fact that I had to teach her, like show her how to do this, or you know it could have been bad. Right? You know so I mean? she did. So she did her name. She did her name with like a little XO. Where you know on my leg. Okay. Yeah. So my wife was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me right now!" You know what I mean? Another woman. She understands though. This is this isn't another woman. This it's not it's like a queen, it, right? It's not like I'm tattooing her name on me because I'm gonna be with her. I'm leaving my wife for this. You know what I mean? It's not. It wasn't even like that. So how would your girl feel about that if you got like, who's your favorite female singer of all time? I mean, uh, I mean, it's so many people, but you know, give me give me three. Lauren Hill, I love. Would you let her tattoo her name? I, on? Absolutely, absolutely. How would your girl feel? You know, I don't, I don't, I think if it was certain people that they knew for a long time that was like, you know, instilled into them, she wouldn't mind. Right. With Lauren Hill, obviously she knows who that is. No, no, no of course. And she, but she would be like, do your thing. I know how much this means to you, right? If it was some random fucking no, Becky. Yeah, yeah. Know, <laughs> she'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> right. Right. You know, right. let me tell you something. These yeah. are high moments. Not everybody gets a chance for Little Wayne to tattoo them. Mm-hmm. Not everyone gets a chance for Sade 
to tattoo them. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is fucking unheard of. Right. Okay, think about it. Why the fuck would they tattoo you? They don't even tattoo. They don't. So the high moments are beautiful, but there's also a lot of low moments. It is. Okay, and that low moment is your health. Mm-hmm. You know, you told me a story, and I remember even Mike, uh, uh, you know, we'll call him La Palooza. Mike Tell La? me a story about the heart attack story. <clears throat> and and hitting your, hitting your chest. You, can you explain that in detail to this? Because let me tell you something. You are a true warrior when it comes to hear that story. Hey, man, you know, I, I want to live, Pete. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't want to. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna just going to wrap it up and call it a night. I'm not. I'm not giving up like that. Yeah. It's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. It's just, um, you know, what do you say, man? It just it just happens. Right. You don't you know, I think I'm I'm relatively relatively healthy. Um, yeah, man, it was just, it was that night, man. I'm just, I'm driving home and it just, it just hit me, you know? And like, you, you saw the, you know, the back roads coming from where my shop is really nowhere to pull over. You know what I mean? And it just, it hit me pretty hard, man. And, um, I was just, just a normal day. And actually the night before me and my cousin, John, we just got back from, from London. And, you know, if, if that would have happened on that plane the night before, it was just 24 hours prior, right? Then I would have died on that plane. I would have never wanted to do that to my cousin because he would have had to have watched that. You know what I mean? That would have been the worst day ever, probably. I mean, I wouldn't fucking know because I'd been gone, you know. But, um, you know, it would have been bad for everybody else. But, um, but yeah, man, you know, I, I, I just didn't feel right. And, and I will say, whoever to everybody listening, if you think something's wrong, it's fucking wrong. You know your body. You know what I mean. If you're, if you're older than I don't know, fucking twenty, then you know when something's up with yourself. You know what I mean. You know yourself pretty good, Pete. If you wake up and something doesn't feel right, it probably oh, you know something's off. It yeah. isn't right. Yeah, man. And and you know that's that's exactly what happened. So um, yeah, man, driving home and I just figured that was the. I know I needed. I knew something was wrong, but I needed. I just I wanted to just get the fuck home because. You know, that's the that's the place where you feel that's your respite. So you feel safe there. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, man. So I got home and I was done. I was dying. Now you were you you were punching. What were you doing? You because I know you were driving for like forty five minutes or twenty five minutes, something like that. It's a big difference, though. Okay, come on. Forty five. Let me tell the story. Can tell the fucking right, story. No, no, go on. ahead. I'm sorry. Come on. No, no. <laughs> no go, ahead. go ahead. I'm dr- Go ahead. Twenty five or forty five minutes. Yes. Okay. Thirty minutes. Let's say. We'll call it right. Cut it down the middle. You knew you were having a heart attack. No, I didn't know. I knew something was wrong. Okay, I didn't. I had no fucking idea what it was. Okay, right? But why were you pounding on your chest? I wasn't. Who told you that? Blackpoolsa told me. I wasn't pounding. He's a fucking animal. I wasn't pounding on my. What, what am I? A fucking animal pounding okay. on my chest? You, what am I, Tarzan? Let, let me shut the fuck up. No, you no, tell, no, no, no. You, you tell me the story. No, I wasn't pounding on my chest. Why would you do that if you're having a heart attack? Um, I don't know. Right. La Palooza, what the fuck were you talking about yeah, right what's now? What's the matter with you? Stop, stop smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, nah, man, I, you know, I, I wasn't pounding. I mean, I, I, I pulled over. I got out of the car trying to, like, stretch it out. I wasn't pounding. You know what I mean? But anyway, whatever. It's, uh, it's already done. We already went over this pounding part. But, no, nah, I was stretching it out and trying to think, like, what the fuck is going on? This is something is clearly wrong. Like, this isn't, it's not going away. And you feel it, man, from your throat to your belly button and all the way across. It is, it's the worst pain you can, you're, you're essentially, you're dying, man. Your heart is stopping. You're dying. That's what the fucking pain is. And, um, yeah, man, so I drove home and, 
you know, I was just like talking in the car, talking shit to myself. You know what I mean? Like, come on, you fucking pussy bird, make it home. You know, and meanwhile, I got the windows down and fucking music's up and, you know, just kind of smacking myself around a little bit. Maybe that's what he was talking about, not pounding on my chest. I was just giving myself a smack in the face trying to, you know, get it together. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, man, so I, I finally made it home, man. At this point, like, I'm pulling into the back of my neighborhood, man, and my arm is numb, you know. It's just fucking, I was fucking dying. Pulled up into the crib and, you know, stumbled into the house and laying on the floor like, fucking help you know what i mean like some awesome awesome fucking uh half baked you know sure. had sex with my mama help <laughs> yeah man and so here i am i'm laying on the fucking floor and telling my wife like yo give me some fucking aspirin give me something like shit i'm, I'm good i'm good she's like no you, you need to go to the fucking hospital and I'm like oh, i'm good i don't need no fucking doctor i'm calling 911 you ain't fucking calling 911 give me some aspirin i'm gucci you know did you did you rush to the hospital? Uh? Well, no. Nah, I mean, I, I I took some aspirin. You know, now at this point, like I was close to, I was already, I was almost gone. I was, it was, it was almost a wrap. And so, man, I'm laying on the floor, and my wife's kind of like circling around, like, you know, I'm gonna give your ass five fucking minutes for this aspirin to kick in, and we're going to the fucking hospital. And I don't even think I gave her fucking five minutes. I'm like, you know what, this shit is bad. Something's really fucking wrong. So we went to the hospital, you know, and it was thankfully I lived pretty close. And I will say though, I'm not I'm not trying to tell anybody to like to lie about your medical condition. However, if you want to beat the line at the emergency room, tell them you got fucking chest pains because they'll get your ass straight in. I'm not saying to lie about it. However, you know you can now uh, you can be like, yeah, I'm having chest pains, and you sure, get to the back sure. and like, yo, my ankles bother me, and then that's on you. I'm just saying. But if you want to skip the line, go to the fucking tell them you got a, a you know your chest is hurting. Look at you dropping life hacks, dropping life hacks on the show. Right, that's right. You know, besides tattooing, one thing I like is a, a person who is in, in, you know, in a field where you can make it bigger than it is. Like you know, I even like shots. My brother Mikey likes it ice cream. Like, he makes ice cream, but he also sold sneakers mm-hmm. or designed sneakers, or 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 he has a T-shirt that sold out real quick. Like we're in a day and age where it's more than <laughs> just a product. It's more than just a tattoo, and and you've worked with. Tons of footwear companies, mm-hmm. you know, Supra. Uh, didn't you work with Nike? I uh, did. Vans, uh, New Balance, Puma, Adidas, right? Uh huh. Adidas, New Balance. So, what what are some of the projects that uh, you did that you know are you real proud of that you worked with? Well, you know, my first project I ever did footwear related um, was with Adam Levinton. Shout out to Air Rev, mm-hmm. Adam Adam Levinton. Adam Adam uh, worked at Puma at the time and um, hit me about doing a project. This was. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of collabs going on at the time. And, um, yeah, man, I worked on a shoe called the RS100, you know, runner. Puma was trying to bring it back, bring it back strong. And I did, like, I did four sh- four, four versions of that. Um, did great. Um, and then I worked on a worked on a Clyde. We did an Easter Clyde for Barney's, uh, Adam and I did. And, um, yeah, man, it went on from there. And, you know, footwear brands and streetwear brands, they watch what the other people are doing. And so... Subsequently, other brands reached out thanks to thanks to that first collab, and you know I worked with New Balance and Crooked Tongues and Adidas, and had a. I think you know each one has a has a is near and dear to my heart because it was all in a special part of my life, man. You know, it's like with your tattoos; you can look down at your tattoos, and you can remember. You might not remember who did it, but you can look at your tattoo and remember where you were in your life. It's like the it's like the fucking stamp in your passport, right? Your tattoos. You can look down and be like, okay. You can look at that portrait you got of your of your daughter and be like, you know what, man? I remember where I was at in my life at this point. 
I remember what was going on fucking when I sat down to get this tattoo. I remember how hyped I was. And that's how I feel about each project that I've worked on. They all have their special point of, you know, that, that moment in my life. Now you're also working on a stance collab, right? Oh, yeah, I'm dropping, yeah, dropping probably before this drops. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, What's yeah, that about? That's about an artist series. Um, uh, shout out to Albie, my man, and your man. Yep, Big Al. Big Albie. And, um, yeah, man, so Albie, um, I've worked with Stance with, uh, on a couple other projects. I did a project with Stally. Shout out to Stally. Um, MMG, well. Blue Collar Gang. Blue Collar Gang, right, BCG. But um, yeah, man, did did a couple projects with with, uh, with Stally, and um, and Albie hit me about doing a uh, doing a collab with um, another project with Stance, um, and I brought in three other tattoo artists with me that are that are that are the shit, right? So I got Dan Smith, uh, Sean Barber, and uh, and Grime and Grimy, all um, all good, incredible artists, and um, yeah, man, we did our own thing. We had on our our own take on on our what we do, you know. So, um, you know, Grime did some stuff he's known for. Sean did stuff he's known for. Dan and, and myself as well. And what about Vans? Don't you have a, a line of Vans coming out? I do have a van. Uh, three three shoes dropping. Three shoes are dropping this year. Um, don't have a date yet, man. But I'm doing a uh, an old school, a uh, a slip on and a authentic. What do they look like? Man, I can't tell you that, man. Well, it's, um, it has tattoo inspired, right? I'm sure, right? <laughs> Actually, you know what, man? It's not. It's not tattoo inspired at all. These are, these are inspired by um, by my grandfather, right? Mm-hmm. By his time in the military, and and I guess my time in the military as well. Um, the 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 Vans program I'm working on is called Made for Makers. Um, Vans uh, tapped into the into the maker field, maker as in people that make, you know, art or music or chefs or things like that so they 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 brought us on board to work on this and um and yeah man it was it was it was a great project to to be a part of um so yeah it's 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 to to, to touch on it briefly what it's about um you know tattooers and, and chefs and the people that are involved in this project you know when you're when you're working around in, in a kitchen or or tattooers in, in particular painters you know you 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 spill shit on yourself it is what it is and me a lot of a lot of tattooers you get done at work you know you get done at work at eight nine o'clock and you might have to go out to dinner like right after that you don't want to go looking like a fucking asshole because you got ink all over your shit so you know i wanted something that was uh, a material that can be wiped down relatively easily and you can still go out and look presentable with yourself you know throw yourself through the car wash or whatever before you go out and you know tighten it up but um i wanted something that was that was um that was relatively where where friendly you know you know it's it's crazy when you when when you think back to a kid growing up in Delaware okay in group homes in juvie who would have ever fucking thought that you would have your own line of vans dropping not me at the time actually of you course know what, you, of course you didn't fucking think so i didn't even know what a fu- well i didn't know what a vans was but you know what though man and, and this is what i'll say for you know, for people, for for younger younger people that are that are in need of um, some kind of advice, right? Like Fifty Cent, I'll use Fifty example, right? In Fifty, even Wayne, Fifty was Fifty before he was Fifty. In his mind, he was already fucking Fifty Cent, and that's how people have to look at where they want to be in life, right? Like you were Premium Pete before you were fucking Premium Pete. In your mind, you knew it was going to be this. To a certain extent, right? 
you believed in this shit. And that's the thing. If you, it's easier to sell it to somebody else when you believe it, right? But you were also, you have to also be very careful about it because the only thing we have really, because once, especially now, once the shit's out there, it's out there. So you got to be careful what you say yes to, which is why the only real power we have is the fucking power to say no. Because, you know, I ain't talking about having a motherfucker, you want to move a couch. Somebody asks you to help them move and you say yes and you're like, oh, this motherfucker. But the power of no is really all we got, right? To mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. And, and not be a part of You don't have to be a part of everything. How many times do you turn down something? Sure, sure, a lot. You have to, right? You can't yeah. say yes to everything, man. You fucking kill yourself. You know, especially, you know, a person who tattoos and, and does well in tattooing, there's this myth, and I don't want to say myth, it's probably it's factual, but <laughs> that books are closed for two or three years. People can't get appointments with people who are good for years. Like, I remember watching something uh, that you that you showed me, and the guy, you know, three years he's booked it up to. Who? Who are you talking about? Uh, the guy who was tattooing, he tattooed a rock or whatever, and... And I remember you talking to him and telling him you show me a clip oh, oh, or something. Oh, uh, Nico Hurtado, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh huh. You know he's booked for what three years? Well, I mean maybe, yeah. I mean he's he's booked quite a while, but you know with him le- legit he is booked up because you know he has a, a pretty good travel schedule and it just you know it might not be three, but it's definitely years, right? Maybe it's two. I mean it all depends, but you know a lot of people that say that they tend to exaggerate because they want to build themselves up. He's not. He's not exaggerating at all. He legit is booked up like that. But and what he what's his name? Nico Hurtado, mm-hmm. right? Look him up. He's he's incredible, right? One point whatever million followers. He's the fucking man. He tattoos. He's 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 the the, the celebrity tattooer that doesn't make it a big deal to be a celebrity tattooer. Sure. Right. He's he's the man. He's the man behind the man. He's the man behind the scenes. Anyway, so you know, man. Um, I think it's important though that that. To, to to not get uh what's the word I don't know what you know not not get uh caught up no nah, not get caught up yeah I mean not get caught up in all the hype about about certain artists right and they're not if they tell you they're booked up call anyway right don't don't get caught up in 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 feeling some type of way and getting angry that they, you don't want to wait it, just wait right I guarantee you if somebody said they got a, a year waiting list they probably don't have a year waiting list or if they do it's because they're only tattooing one day a week. Or some silly shit like that. Like, I'm a tattooer, man. You know, I mean, I might be booked up for a couple months or three or four or whatever it is. But, man, I still have a couple days a week that I leave open for sure, sure. cases like that when I, my friend does call me, like you or whoever. Yeah. And I can I can try my best to make it happen. And I do leave time open for things like that. Now, most weeks, I legit am booked. I mean, that's all there is to it. That's what I do. I'm a tattooer. So, How, how important is it to know how to draw to be a tattoo artist? Oh, it's incredibly important, you know? Nowadays, like, before, man, I mean, there was plenty of tattooers that, that weren't that that uh, that uh good at drawing, right? But you were only copying what was on the wall, right? You walk in shops, you pick something off the wall. Long yeah, as you can, get that, yeah. Yeah, you just, you trace the outlines and you start, right, and you trace it and start making it happen, man, so no big deal. You know, it's, it's great that you evolved, too. You know, you, you're from the old school. But you're also from the new school. And what I mean by that is uh, when I went to come see you, you're drawing on the iPad. Kind of like Tinker Hatfield. I told him this. I told Tinker, you know, I seen him, you know, I've been invited to a bunch of things that he was, you know, involved in. And I remember when he was drawing on the iPad. And I was like, uh, how do you like it? He goes, I fucking love it. <laughs> and, and, and it's funny because this could be a guy who was stuck in his ways, old school, 
you know, where it was only drawing. You know, so to move with the times, you can only become better. Mm -hmm. So when I came and seen you, you're on the iPad. You, you know, switch. What do you think about this? You're switching some letters up. You know, how was it hard to transition? You know, like that or not? You know what, man? I, I fought it for a long time, Pete. I didn't want to. I didn't want to succumb to the the technology of it because I thought initially I thought it was like cheating. But I don't think the cheating part applies to me because I know how to draw. If I had the fucking iPad or not, I still know how to draw. It's just a another brush in your in your pat you know in your in your in your in your art box another pencil in the in the fucking pencil case it's just another tool to get you to that point right and it's it's a hundred percent just it's it's a hundred percent um helpful right it's like for things like that yo what do you think about this and like in a few a few clicks a few swipes you can show somebody something man and it can it can help out help out dramatically mm. Hey, what's the um what would you say the best tattoo that you ever seen? Like the best tattoo you ever seen done? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's um it's tough because it's tough because there's so many new people just fucking coming out of everywhere right now. Like you got you got people that are going to college right now with their their goal is to become a tattooer. Like it didn't it didn't happen like that before. So you got kids going to art school like getting master's degree in fine arts to, to just to tattoo, you know, to have like a leg up on the competition. They want to, they want to try and figure this thing out to that kind of degree. But I mean, there's, there's some, man, there's some wild shit, man. But I think one of the, one of my favorite tattoos I've ever seen and, um, was this, was this portrait of Samuel L. Jackson that, um, this girl Jamie did. Jamie's in, in Texas. And, um, man, she, it just, to this day, Whenever I think of like portrait, the shit was it's just it's nutty. I mean, I can't even describe it enough over the over the over the air. But man, look, um, it just it shit was wet. I don't even know any other way to describe sure, it. It was just sure. one of them things where you see it and you just like, you know, you want to comment like, God damn. But that's the only real that's the only real description you can give it. Just like, man, what the fuck, you know? Like, a lot of times I can look at tattoos and I can figure it out. Like, oh, I know how they did that. That right there, man, I don't have a fucking clue how she made it look like that. Mm. And, you know, there's just people like that, man. We just got, what the fuck? And, you know, I mean, maybe somebody looks at my stuff and says that, but I don't know. But that right there is some, that was some crazy shit. But, yeah, that was probably one of the crazy, but, you know, even going back to Nico, man, there was shit, there's color portraits that he, that he does. I'm like, man, what the fuck? It, like, I can't, I can't even, Steve Butcher is another one who does these portraits of, of Michael Jordan that the shit looks like. It's I, I I can just you can look it up right, but it's just some it's those are some crazy some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Mm. You know, you also have worked with uh, Nicki Minaj, doing I, some logo work, doing some artwork, right? I did, yeah, yeah. Just um, I did something for her for her tour. Um, shout out to Don C. Don Don made that made that happen. Don hit me, um, you know, and said, uh, yo, we need to we need to work on this thing, and um, you know. I put it together relatively quick, which is which is what what they need, you know. A lot of times, man, you know how it is working with people think it's it's uh working with celebrities is like it's just the best. Sometimes it's not the best because they're used to having shit like right now. You know what I mean? And sometimes you can't provide right now and that might be the last time that they call you. So going back to the thing where you don't have to be involved with everything. You can say no sometimes. But um but yeah, man, I, I got it done 
because I, I apply that work ethic. I look at I look at jobs like that, man. Like if I'm in the tattoo shop and somebody comes in, they want that they want that tattoo right now, and they don't they don't want to fucking make an appointment for two weeks later or two months later. They want that unicorn on their arm fucking now, and I had to draw that shit now. So that's how you know I apply that that type of stuff and that work ethic to things like that. The downside of that is they want that shit right now every time. They don't want to hear your fucking dog died or no shit like that. They want it now. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you ever uh, trademark a design? You ever trademark one? Mm-mm. Yeah? Mm-mm. Now, I know also that you... I probably should, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> right. Now, now you also work with, um, besides tattooing and having two shops, one in Delaware and one in... Kennett Square. In, in what is that, Philly? Pennsylvania. Okay, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So one in Delaware and one, one in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. You know, you also... Um, you know, have made, you know, made different products, right? Didn't you make like um, some ink, or you made some? Mm-hmm. What's some of the stuff that you made? Yeah, I've got my own, um, my own ink uh, for, for, you know, black ink for outlining and shading. Um, I've got a gray wash system. Um, got published books, lettering books, lettering guides. Got five of them. Did a rose book. You know, things like that. You know, people like we spoke about it, but people like Nike, Jordan, Adidas have reached out to you to do some work. How does that even happen? Well, I mean, that just, you know, I'll tell you how it happens by not burning bridges with people mm-hmm. and just and just, you know, being being real about people's expectations and what you want to give them, man. You know, and like you know, uh, I think building good relationships and good solid relationships over the years um, is how all those things happen, man. And and again, just 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 knowing your role, right? Knowing knowing your role as in what you're good at, like. If you're good at fucking plumbing, man, be a fucking plumber. Don't be a goddamn carpenter. Just do what you do. I'm a, I'm good at art. I'm a tattooer. You know what I mean? I like shoes. I fucking, you know, like you, look at you. You're good at what you're good at, and that's what you do. Yeah. You know, listen, if somebody asked you, right? <laughs> you're a funny dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, if somebody... <laughs> you know, BJ is like, uh, you know, let me tell you something. The uh, the internet's are going to enjoy your banter. Um, if somebody, like, what makes your work different? Like, honestly, like, it may sound like a simple question, but what makes your work different? I think my approach to it makes it different, man. You know, the way I, everybody sees everything different. If you give six people, tell them to draw you a sacred heart or whatever, you're going to get six different renditions of it. So I think just my approach to it, and I have, um, I have a, I've developed a pretty, I think, recognizable or distinct style to my my lettering and things that I'm known for um so I think that that's that's my difference really you know but I also am am well aware that this shit can go away tomorrow and also like the next BJ Betts is probably in fucking middle school right now never met this kid and he's gonna come out and fucking smoke everybody so but Mm. I'm real about it I think Mm. not I think I am you know, you looked uh, as we wind this episode down. You, you know, you you looked death in the eyes uh, a couple times. You know, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, hopefully it's not me. Grim Reaper. Fuck. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly say this, and cousin John, pay attention to this. You know, when you almost face death, okay, many people face. I've faced it in different ways, not almost a heart attack, or, but you know, I face it in different ways. Where I feel like it could have been one way that I may never came back. I really feel that's when you can change your life around and do anything. 
because of the fire in your eyes, knowing, man, what else could you throw at me? Right. Bring it. You know? Yeah. And when you have that attitude, you could hustle and and, and late nights and early mornings and turn your fucking dreams into reality and, and really try to push forward over that fucking hump. Mm-hmm. You've, like I said, faced death in the eyes a couple of times. I did, yeah. Changed your whole life around. You went from being a fucking, you know, <laughs> little big ass punk in fucking <laughs> damn Pete. in fucking Delaware. Right. To, oh, back in the day, I thought you meant like most recently. To this, no, 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 no you Okay. Know, yeah. Go ahead. The smartest. Right. Know? Right. 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 Good right, smartest. Right. Right. Uh huh. To think about it, and, I, and I'm gonna say this again: to working with Nike, to working with Jordan, even working with Wilson. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, this will probably be out before the Super Bowl, but. Wilson hiring you, tattooing a fucking football. Uh-huh. Leather um, for the football, yeah. You know, Super Bowl. you know. Which is, that's some, you know, when you think about it, man, that's some crazy shit, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, I think back to like 13-year-old me playing football in the fucking park or in the street or something, and now I have this thing, right? It's like, this is some, it's crazy. Think, same as you. Look at some of the people you've interviewed where you're like, yo, I grew up listening to your fucking sure, 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 CDs. Sure. And it's like the CD just came to life, and this motherfucker's sitting right here. Yeah, I mean, look at like Ice-T or fucking Chuck D. Or, Who, yeah, man. It's crazy, even LL, you know, even LL. <laughs> yeah, but, that's, yeah, but, but more importantly, not even only like, you know, and I say this to myself, not only interview, kind of like even having a relationship afterwards mm-hmm. and building with somebody. You right. know, that's one thing that I think you said that stuck out to me is never burning your bridges. You know, I tell people all the time, don't take that shit so personal where you want to burn a bridge because you never know when you need to walk Damn right. back on that fucking bridge. Damn again. hell yeah. Like I hit you and you, you know, you hit me not because you want something. You don't, you know, we don't, we don't speak regularly because I want fucking you to give me something or you don't want another tattoo. Oh, you do want another tattoo, but yeah. I'm saying you don't hit me because of that. You know what I mean? We, we were friends, man. And, sure. and you reach out to somebody based on that. Not, not because... You know what somebody can do for you because sure. there's too much of that shit already. Well, it's man. easy to see people with ulterior motives. A hundred percent, it's easy. But you know, uh, what's next for BJ Betts? I know you're working on a doc, maybe I believe. Uh, a what? You know, am I a, a documentary? Is that, uh, is that yeah. happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Working on a uh, a documentary right now. I guess somebody feels like my life is uh, interesting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I went with it, and um, it's dope, man. I'm 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 extremely honored, man, and humbled by. Everybody around me, including you, man. I, I love surrounding my you gotta surround yourself with positive people, sure. man. You know? And um yeah, man, you it's just it's it's been a it's been a crazy ride. But I think, you know, having having a heart issue as I did and as I do, um, you know, and you if you're unsure, you know, that you're gonna be here tomorrow, I mean the shit's real. You know what I mean? And I got shit I got to get done, man. I can't. I don't have time to play around anymore, man. There were so many things for so long that I was like, put it on the back burner, put it on the back burner. I'll do it tomorrow. And shit, man, it was almost to the point where tomorrow wasn't going to fucking be here at all anymore, ever. I think that's what hit me, man. Is that that when I'm laying there, I think too. Shout out to my doctors and cardiologists because they kept me alive, but they never made me feel at one point that I wasn't going to make it. You know, they didn't like, yo, you're going to die now. You got to get the fucking, they didn't really make it, make it that way. And I think because of that, it didn't really hit me until like my daughter walked in the room when I was like, yo, I almost fucking was never, never going to see her ever again. It was almost a wrap. You know what I mean? And that shit was heavy. And I think that's when I was like, I need to fucking, I got too much to get done. I got a book I got to finish. I got all this stuff, man. And that shit was just. 
it was real as real as it could be yeah you know you, m- mom's still around mom still is around yeah. yeah she proud of you nah nah yeah man of course She's my biggest, actually my, my daughter's probably my biggest fan, but my mom is my biggest fan. My mom politics me hard, you know. Mom's, you know, it's mom, man, you know. Yeah, mom's mom's a big fan. Now, also, b- b- before we uh, end the episode, I know you I know you spent some time in London. You got you got a big crew out there that you're friends with. Uh-huh. A lot of tattoo guys out there, too? Yeah, man, it's it's a big scene over there, man. London, London's huge. London scene's huge. There's a, it's one of my favorite tattoo conventions every year I go to is a London convention. That's that's like the, that's like the, uh, you know the 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 agenda or project or complex con of the tattoo world is is that is the London convention it's just everybody is, you know everybody is that dude. What's it know? called? The London Tattoo Convention. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's in sep- end of September. That's one I miss. I don't I don't miss every year. Um, but yeah, man, there's you know you just build up those those friendships and relationships every year, man. And some of my favorite times, man, have been over there. Yeah, home away from home, for sure. Well, listen, man, your journey is uh, super special. And the reason why I say that for us is because you're not just a tattooer. Just like, you know, I tell people all the time, people could put you in a box. They say, oh, you just you do podcasts? So, you, you know, no. You mm-hmm. know, you're a tattooer that open up. The tattoo, put it this way, by you bzzz, <laughs> open up so many fucking doors. And, and you never gave up. And and take care of yourself, okay? No doubt. Because you don't want, you know, we need you here for fucking, you know, I, I got to open the books. I got to get back into fucking tattooing, <laughs> right. you know? BJ Betts, B-J-B-E-T-T-S on Instagram. Where yep. else? And uh, Yeah, at Twitter, Instagram, it's at, at BJ Betts. What yeah. about if somebody wants to get a tattoo? Could you... Yeah, all the info is on my IG, man. Okay. Uh, yeah, and email and all that stuff, and smile will get back to you straight away. Listen, I mean, uh, th- there's not enough. First of all, I know you're fucking tired. You spent all day fucking tattooing footballs, ah. pigskin motherfucker. <laughs> and um, but your story, like I said, is very inspiring. And sometimes when you live in it, you don't even realize it. No doubt. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me, man. This is, I've been listening to you for a long time, man. It's an honor. It's yeah. an honor to. to oh, what's up with Dion, man? What's up with Dion? Thanks D- for the love, man. Something that's something I'm bad at. I'm better. Oh, yeah, a I, whenever I hear love, somebody sh- see how I cut him off when he's showing me love. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, man. No, I'm saying I'm bad like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I rather throw. I rather applaud you. Well, I appreciate it. But Dion, yeah, D D is in um he's in Paris right now for uh, Fashion Week. Yeah, but, I, uh, I love what he's been able to do over at Concept. I know you're good, I know you're good friends with him he, too. He's, yeah, shout out D. He's the man. But he um yeah, I'm going to see him at the Super Bowl. Actually, man, he's gonna he's gonna. Hopefully, his Patriots aren't in it. Hey, look, man! Eagles won last year. Obviously, yeah. you know it is what it is this year. But, um, but yeah, I'm gonna see him. He's he's yeah, D, he's a special dude, man. He's the man. Yeah, no, the reason I bring him up for is because it's important to continue to build real relationships, and you've mm-hmm. done that with a lot of people, not just only in the footwear game, but in every game, right? You know, even like as we end off too with Gary Warnett, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace. Um, I know they were working on. Didn't they work on doing some things for him? Or Supreme did? Uh, what did they do? Yeah, man. Supreme did a did a T uh, box logo T. Gary's name was uh, Guarism on uh, on IG and all his all his social media sites. And um, yeah, man, we did did ten of them. Only ten of them um, got them printed, not for sale. Um, and I know everybody that has one. So if I see that shit on sale anywhere, we're gonna have a fucking problem. But nah, everybody, that's a joke. But everybody that has that, they would never do that with Gary, man. But um, yeah, man, Gary Gary was that dude. I mean, you know, every every brand has done a shoe. I mean, that's never happened before. 
You know, there's not been one person that has done a shoe collectively with every brand. So Gary had a Nike done for him, uh, an Adidas, a New Balance, uh, Reebok, I mean, Supreme. So nobody's ever had that happen like that. And he's so part of the Crooked Tongue family. He, 100%. Yeah, man. So shout out to Gary and Charlie Morgan and Chris Law and, and Mooby and, you know, everybody, man. It was just, it's, that, that's a, that's a big, a big crew. A-Side and Steve Bryden and, you know, a, you know, A-Side, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, I don't know him. I know of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, all these dudes, man, I met, I met through just going to London and just being around, man, and just doing me, you know? But uh, but yeah, it's uh, Supreme. It's, Supreme did him did it right for Gary, man. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, man. No doubt. You know, I had him on uh, a couple of years ago, or more than a couple of years ago, man. Yeah. We had this thing called Sneaker Fiends Unite. Me and Dallas Penn. Uh huh. And it was an early sneaker show, and we had him on, man. Uh, knew his work. Um, never spoke to him. Was all social. Was speaking to him. And when he came on, I didn't understand a word he was fucking saying. <laughs> Gary, you know, man, and Gary, Gary's one of the most intelligent dudes that there is. He yeah. knows he, Gary's the dude who knows a lot about fucking everything, yeah. right? But he's not condescending with it, right? He, you know, you got them people that they'll 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 always correct you about shit, right? Gary never, Gary was never that never that way, man. Where Gary would just be like. You know, he you throw something out there to him like, "Yo, did you know the fucking B side of, you know, the Poor Righteous Teachers single was blah 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 on the on the on the album or whatever?" And Gary'd be like, "Really? Did you know?" And he wouldn't be like, "No, it wasn't." He'd or he never would be like, "Yeah, I know that." It would just he'd he'd always give you a little extra. You know what I mean? He'd be like, "Did you know that Wise Intelligent was born in a fucking Volvo?" Like, "Fuck no, I didn't know that." How the fuck do you know that? Like, <laughs> he know he just knew a lot of extra shit that was just. It was Gary, man, you know, yeah. and you, you love him because of that, you know. Well, rest in peace. Rest no in peace doubt. and prayers up to his family. Continued blessings and prayers. And, BJ, listen, it took a long time, but we finally sat down. No doubt. Appreciate got, you, brother. Hey, man, I appreciate you for having me, Pete. Hopefully uh, we can do this again. I got I got more to listen, more, the journey, more in the tank. The journey is still, is still young. No doubt. Just stay healthy. No doubt. Thank you, brother. Peace. Peace. Internets, if you enjoyed that episode, then hit me up. That's right. Email me at thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. Again, that's thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. If you're an advertiser, any big company, small company, startup, whatever it is, you want to advertise on the Premium Peep Show, hit me up. Email thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll get to working, okay? And if you have a suggestion or you want to hear a certain guest on the show, whatever it is, okay? You know, you could at Premium Pete at Premium Pete on Twitter or Instagram, or for the last time I'll tell you, well, I'm not gonna, it's not the last time, email me, thepremiumpeatshow at gmail.com, and let's get to working. Cheers.